What's up, Luminous? I hope you had a blessed week. And if this is your first time viewing us today, thank you for allowing us to come into your space wherever you may be today. Uh, today we will be spending some time in the book of Jeremiah. So if you would please go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 5 through 11. And this is Jeremiah speaking a word from the Lord. And that's a very familiar uh, scripture, by the way. And it says this, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because it, if it prospers, you will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and devonaires among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name, and I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon... I will come to you. I will fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Father, I ask that you help us today as we study your word. There was a mother who was suffering from drug addiction that gave birth to a baby boy. And unfortunately, due to her addiction, that baby had some side effects and spent some time in the hospital to be detoxed. And he suffered through withdrawals and seizures and, and was eventually discharged from the hospital. Also, during that time, he was treated. His biological father was suffering from a stroke, which he never recovered from. Months later, the baby boy was abandoned by the mother, and he was placed in the care of an aunt and uncle. And during this time, living with his, his aunt and uncle, he formed a, a family bond with them and their children, and he he had a speech impediment problem, and yet they still loved him. However, they all had to endure the death of that uncle. And then we fast forward, and he eventually grows up coming from a, a rough neighborhood and graduates from high school and, and college and earns a master's degree, has a wonderful family, kids, and I mean... He's doing awesome, and he's pastoring across the entire nation. Hello, my name is Pastor Edgar. I chose this story not to 
look for any type of sympathy or any type of charity. I chose it because my story is not better than anyone else's, but I chose it because from the outside looking in, it was a helpless situation that is filled with lots of pain, suffering, and it was a plan that seemed to be doomed from the very beginning. Yet, it was a plan that has brought me to where I am today, and I'm so thankful. When I look at the state of our country right now, there are many who do not see their situations improving. Some are struggling under the burden of financial difficulty. Some are suffering with COVID and and the deaths of loved ones. And while it is hard to see God's hand in the midst of it all, I would like to show you briefly that like me, God can take you to a place, and and this place is only to take you there to bless you. When we read the book of Jeremiah, he is prophesying at one of the most difficult times in Israel's history. He is prophesying during a national crisis where Israel is in captivity in an unfamiliar place in Babylon. And while they are in that place, there are rumors of short captivity. And Jeremiah receives this word from the Lord to let them know that while this is not a short captivity, I am taking you through a process in which first I need to be proactive in. The first thing that God wants you to do, he wants you to be proactive in this particular place. And when he looks at verses, when we look at verses 5 through 6, God is telling his people to go and build homes, marry and have kids. It speaks to being proactive and not allowing the difficulties of life to stop you from being productive. They have moved from land of the unfamiliar, I'm sorry, the familiarity into a land of unfamiliarity. This also carried with it problems and situations that they were not accustomed to. However, God is telling them in this season to be productive. Don't allow this season to stop you from being proactive Being proactive allows you to be focused on the task at hand rather than being distracted by your situation. Matter of fact, um, there was a person I know who decided to use their time and their talents away from the office to remodel a garage. She decided it was time to remodel. She remodeled the floors. She she painted all of the walls. She hung up uh, bike racks for the family. And then all of a sudden, she somehow convinced the husband and the kids to join in in a family project. There is also the case 
even during a time in which the prices of food has gone up, another family decided to plant seeds of different types of vegetables. And now they don't have to worry about spending money on food or risk going to the grocery store because all they have to do is go out to the backyard to pick their produce. Not only does God desire us to be proactive during this time, but he also desires us to seek peace with others and pray for them. God spoke in verse 7 to seek the peace of the city and pray for it. When Jeremiah and the people of Israel were in captivity, they were, there were other people, groups, around the entire area. They, they already had another people group that was occupying the land. And if you could just imagine, they probably had some enemies, maybe a remnant of the Babylonians. And God calls them not to conquer the land and the people who lived on it, but rather seek peace with them and pray for the peace. When we turn on the television and check in on our social media accounts, there seemed to be an uptick of civil unrest. There's an uptick of violence in our our nation. However, as disciples of Christ, God is calling us to be the ones who seek peace so that we can show them that, that God is a God of peace and not a war. When things happen, others are about to experience this peace of God which surpasses all understanding, they're able to experience it when they're around you, when you're praying for peace. People are, are, are having difficulties in their time, having issues and being afflicted in their own lives, and they are able to feel the love of Christ and able to obtain the safe, this, this same peace that you and I enjoy on a daily basis. When you pray for peace, you are coming in agreement with the plan and will of the Father. And he has already promised that he will give you that peace that you are seeking. One of the great things I love about prayer, out of all the things that I love about prayer the most, is that that I am able to hear my Father's voice. During this crisis, God not only wants us to pray and put desires or or have desires, rather, to hear from him. But God warns us, he warns his people in verse 8 to not take heed to the voices of false prophets. The false prophets had tried to lead the people the wrong way and and have them believe that this was going to be a short Captivity. They thought that it was going to be two years of captivity. However, they were sorely disappointed. Only to find out that their captivity was going to last 70 years. 
In this case, God needed 70 years to complete the work he needed to do in his people and to bring them to his desired place in him. While God warns to not listen to the false prophets of their time, he desires us to be cognizant in hearing his voice in the present. When we hear or when we have a desire to hear our father's voice, his voice speaks louder than any news report or speech from a man. And it grabs our attention to what he wants to hear. At this time, people are listening to to man, and God is desiring us to hear and listen to what he is doing so that they will not misunderstand or misinterpret everything that is happening all around them. God is doing something new in our generation. And if we can just do what Pastor Austin told us just a few weeks ago and turn the noise down, we will be able to hear our Father's voice. Only when we are able to hear and listen to the Father's voice, we can begin to trust his plan in the midst of crisis. In verse 10, in the same chapter 29, verse 10 through 11, God is disclosing his thoughts of hope for a future. He discloses this by saying, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope for a future. And at this point of captivity, they are discouraged. They are weary. They are hopeless. In some ways, maybe even abandoned, making it difficult to see a way out. In some ways, maybe even abandoning abandoning. Even God abandoning his own children in the midst of captivity. Some can argue that God is punishing his people. And in the grand scheme, their captivity was never meant to hurt them. But rather, it was to prepare them and get them to a place where God can bless them and use them as the instrument for his purpose. When we are proactive, seeking peace, praying with the desire to hear God's voice, he gives us comfort in the midst of crisis. Along with this comfort, there is a trust and confidence that our Heavenly Father knows exactly what he's doing. I'm reminded of Proverbs 3, matter of fact, 5, 3 through 5, when the writer says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. In other words, instead of leaning on what you see around you, Instead of leaning on how you feel during these times, try leaning on God. I challenge you to lean on God. And many of us had plans before all of this craziness began. And I know it's been rough trying to put your plans before the Lord. It's been tough 
But, man, I, try, I, I, I challenge you today to put them before God. Put it at his feet in prayer. Because ultimately, he is the one that is in control of your plans. So in closing, understand that there is a place God wants you to be. You may not understand why you're going through what you're going through. You may not understand why you're going through so much anguish, why you're suffering the way you're suffering, why you're experiencing some of the, the hardship and pain that you're going through on an everyday basis through this pandemic. But understand that taking your place Taking you, that God is taking you to a place where your full confidence and truth is in him. While we are in this crisis, I challenge you, don't allow yourself to remain focused on the suffering. So much that it causes you to not be productive. But instead, allow this moment in time to be productive, to be proactive, Allow this time to keep you seeking peace and praying because our nation needs it like never before. Allow this time to continue to hear the voice of God because we need his guidance and reason like never before. Lastly, allow this time to trust in God's plan. And he will continue to provide hope for your future. If I could pray for you today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I don't know who this message may be for today. There are those who are going through pain and agony. They're going through suffering mentally, physically, emotionally. And Father God, they feel like they don't have a way out. But God, I thank you for Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord God, that your word already declares that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, that we can look unto him as our example and know, Lord God, that there's hope for a brighter future. And I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, O Father, and praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen.